Welcome back. Good to have you. Joe Michael Show. We continue on. Got Mike Clemens coming up here in about 15, 20 minutes. Stay tuned for that. Pay a little bit more attention to what was going on behind closed doors. But uh, I'll tell you this, the uh, uh, going back and watching that game, um, I, I just I'm kind of going over a few things. People saying, well, you know what? Tanya didn't push off. Yeah, he did. I didn't like the call. I'm not saying that I agree with the call, but I'm saying technically, yeah, he did. Anytime you extend the arm or arms, man, and you go and, you know, a guy falls backward or goes in an opposite opposite direction, you're going to get called for that. That's it. It's, it's, it's that simple. You get called for that stuff. It just happens. Um, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, do it. 877-867-1670. It's, uh, you know, where is your level of hope is the best way to put it. Uh, Mark says a lot of these players worry more about what they're wearing into the stadium and what they're being photographed in than they do actually playing the game. Um, It's become a thing, yeah, but it doesn't mean that they don't care. You know, it, it. I I wouldn't go as far as to say they don't give a damn. That's not it. I wouldn't do that. But you're right. I mean, I. You're right in the sense that that is now something that guys look forward to. You know, Rogers goes with his now kind of. I don't know what it is. I don't even know what the hell that look is right now. It's. Like he wants to be a part of Hogwarts or something. I have no idea. Some guys come in in suits because it's a business trip. Some guys want to be fashionable. A guy like Travis Kelsey, man, he is he's wild and he's out there. You know, they want to wear, you know, two thousand dollar shoes and jeans and that. I don't care. That's okay. Hey, as long as they play well, I don't care. I don't care what they wear. You know. Um. Jesse says, yeah, Cam Newton cared more about what he was wearing than how he played. Cam Newton, after he lost in the Super Bowl, was never the same player. And you're right. I always thought Cam was more about Cam and the fashion than uh, than he was anything. Marcy says, this is the reason Giannis just wears sweatsuits. All he wants to do is play basketball and not be a fashion icon. That, that's true, too. Giannis, they they make fun of Giannis because he's one of the most underdressed guys. He's he's the the highest one of the highest profile, most prolific players in the NBA, and he just walks around in sweatsuits. All he wants to do is ball out. That's it. It's not about fashion. It's not about making statements. It's just about balling out. And and I I get it. Some people like that. Some people don't. I to me, it's like whatever. You know. Um, what else do we have here for you? This is, uh, is this Mark? Mark, Mark says, uh, I give the Packers a lot of credit for at least playing hard last night. Um, this team looked overwhelmed at times. And did you see the, yes, I did. I saw the halftime, the halftime, uh, you know, interview, if you want to call it that. With Matt Lafleur, I I thought Matt Lafleur either just got done crying, or 
was crying or was about to cry. Uh, it's just the way it looked. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just simply saying that that's the way it looked. That's the way it looked to me. He looked emotional, might be the best way to put it. 877-867-1670. You can hit us up again, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Cudahy. Mike, how you doing, man? What's up? Hey, guy, how are you looking? Don't need Good it. today, Mike. What's up? Um, you know, just as a side note, you know, athletes are athletes, you know, and they're going to be who they are. They follow their star. Whatever makes them feel comfortable, you can't judge them. You know what? If life was boring, basically everybody would be the same. So, it, you know what? It is what it is. The two things I want to point out before I let you go here, Bill, is one, we paid Aaron Rodgers 50 mil a year. That doesn't leave him a lot of space to, to sign one, two, three-year contracts with superstars. We took away his security blanket, which was Devontae Adams, okay? And we're so decimated with 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 injuries. I mean, if you really think about it, we're, I mean, look at where the Vikings are right now and look at where we are. It's kind of it's flip-flopped almost. So mm-hmm. we need to just go with our strengths with the running game. Hopefully – I don't care if they sign another wide receiver or not. It's too late in the season to have him on board. To get all these other injuries healed up and, and playing at full strength uh, until, you know, hopefully postseason. But you know what, Bill? Think about it. We were in the – we blew the NFC Championship game with a 13-3, and 13-4 and record, what, three years? What's going to change? What's going to make it any different than what it was before? Right. And now we're even more decimated. So – you got to look at everything realistically and not through rose-colored glass. So that's my statement. Nope. I appreciate it, man. I get it. I, com- I completely understand where you're coming from. In other words, you're saying, hey, look, the team's worse than it was when we lost in the NFC Championship game. Therefore, we shouldn't be outspending any draft capital because, you know, got first of all, you can get younger guys that are wide receivers on bad teams that can come in and help you. Because it won't cost you much. That's the best way to go. Because it'll cost you, what, a million bucks? Two million bucks tops? As opposed to, say, going out and signing a guy like OBJ who thinks he's worth anywhere from 10 to $15 million, which you're not going to be able to give him. So I, I completely understand that. But if you want to get at least a shot to get to the postseason, you got to make a move. you got to make a move in some way, shape, or form. Just a shot to get there, right? Um, Dan says, I just feel that the defense constantly looks lost, losing people over the middle. I don't think Barry is the guy to fix all of this. Offense, I was glad to see that they did a couple of rollouts and got Rodgers on the move. Uh, They need to do more of that. Uh, The right side of the O-line looks so bad, they can't stop somebody from walking through the gap. The offensive line just looks bad in general, whether it's around the right side, up the gut. Uh, it's just it hasn't been cohesive. And sometimes it's just a matter of getting back to being familiar. You know? But, I look, going back to the, the, the making a deal or not, why not get a proven guy that's only got maybe a year left on their rookie deal? A proven guy 
versus hanging on to draft capital that you don't know if it's ever going to pan out or it's going to take you two to three years to get there. You don't have that kind of time. You've set yourself up for a different timetable than everybody else. And let's be honest, the drafts necessarily haven't been great. Right? I, you know, if I gave you right now a number two draft choice, okay, a second round draft choice, or Chase Claypool, which would you rather have? Chase Claypool with the remainder of this year and the next year on a rookie deal and then pay the man. Because you were going to pay Devontae Adams anyway, right? So why not? Then pay the man. Or I'll give you Christian Watson, Josh Myers. Josh Myers has been solid. A.J. Dillon. He's solid, but he's not, a, not, not your bell cow. Elton Jenkins, he's been really solid. So linemen been pretty good. How about Josh Jackson? How about Josh Jones? Maybe Kevin King. Jason Spriggs. Quentin Rollins. The last time you really hit on a big-time wide receiver at number two? 2014, that guy was named Devontae Adams. It's the last time. Otherwise, you got a Jarrell Worthy. Randall Cobb was a second-round draft choice. Mike Neal was a second-round draft choice. Brian Brom, Pat Lee, Brandon Jackson, Greg Jennings, not a bad pick at number two. Nick Collins was a, a future Hall of Famer at number two, right behind Aaron Rodgers. Then again, so was Terrence Murphy, a number two draft choice. You see what I'm saying? Number twos have been hit or miss for this team. Don't hang on to it like it's a guaranteed Hall of Famer. I'd take Claypool all damn day. All day. There's Cooks with uh, Houston. That's another one. Been kicked around out there as far as whether or not he'd be available. But all damn day. I know, I get it. You you gotta you gotta draft well. You gotta draft well, and you gotta hit on them. And you keep your team. If you hit on two or three straight years of three or four guys that are starters, and two or three guys become Pro Bowlers, and you keep that payroll down, and you have your young quarterback, it all comes together. You've got a shot at a run. I get it. But you don't have three and four years right now. You got one and two. You don't need guys that are going to be better in three years. By then, it's done. By then, your run's done anyway. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, don't forget about our friends over there at the Social House. Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. They had a big Halloween party over the weekend. I saw some of the pictures. Stopped in yesterday. There's pancakes, Bloody Marys. Everything was flowing. Pancakes were free, by the way. If you buy the cocktail, all good stuff. Stop in and tell Dan Dell and the gang, if you're going out tonight for the Monday night game, maybe you're going to watch the Bucks and the football game tonight. Tell Dan Dell and his staff, we said howdy. Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. That is the social house, H-A-U-S. Mike Clemens going to join us next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
pressure. Offensive lineman as well as Cook will get the first down and much more. About 16 yards for the national champion. And he has had three nice carries in a row. Finished him off. A flag comes down late as Quay Walker and Cook in conversation. I feel like we playing football. It's the National League. It's the, these are the best players against the best player. It's going to get chippy. It's going to be a little holding this stuff. Sometimes you just got to let them play. It's, it's, the, it's the league. Bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? This, this is the top of the top. You can't call this like this no middle school game or no high school game. It, this is big right here. You know what I'm saying? So you got to call it like that. Let people play. As long as it ain't a, egregious, well, it's like, all right, he can't make that play because you grabbing him or you holding him. It's like, all right. Welcome back to the program. Packers lose last night. It got chippy. It was ugly. It was uh, uh, an eye-opening experience, I guess, at the end of the ball game, Packers ended up playing a little bit better. They ran the ball more effectively, but ultimately a loss is a loss is a loss. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, the Milwaukee Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Single-game seats now available. They've got a lot of promotional nights coming up. And you can get some season tickets as well. They've even got outings. So if you want to bring a bunch of friends, you can do that. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. We bring in now our buddy Mike Clemens. Uh, Mike, oh, how you doing, pal? Good. Um, man, I got chippy before the game even started in the tunnel with the players. Did you see mm-hmm. that? Yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, what was it? Uh, um, Jair and, and uh, Stephon Diggs, right? Yeah, and from every angle that I saw... And from reporters that were there in the tunnel, it was Diggs that started it. I mean, it's it's the home team has to share that same tunnel from the north end with the visiting team. And it's Diggs who kind of seeks out 23 and starts getting in his ear. And Diggs, who I think has got a touchdown, like every time he's played the Packers, dating back to his time with the Vikings, uh, including last night, was asked about this when he got on the podium in the Bills' uh, you know winning press conference. Past history with you and Alexander from the NFC North days? Yeah, I guess. I mean, a little bit. I haven't really thought about it, you know what I'm saying, because I haven't played the back. Before the game. Nah, uh, I wasn't thinking about it like that because, I mean, my opponent changes each and every week as far as, like, uh, I used to play them in the past. So it wasn't, like, something I anticipated him, I don't know, doing what he did. I didn't anticipate that. Well, he I, started. I don't know who started it. I finished it. You know <laughs> I got a one. I got the win. It's not a. Uh, I don't deal with more victories. I don't deal with one-on-one battles because this is not a one-on-one game. We're not out there playing seven-on-seven, and this is not one-on-ones. If that's the case, I'm by myself. But it's a team effort. You know what I'm saying? I got a dub. You know that's this. This how it is. Was there more? Was there more talking in this game than usual? It's certainly, it's the most talking has ever been with another team. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know why. It's, you know, we don't really do too much talking. You've seen us week in and week out. We just go in and try to get the job done. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, it happens this way sometimes. I don't care. No matter how how a game uh, approaches. You know what I'm saying? I'm a leader in this football team. I'm gonna continue to be a leader, and I'm gonna lead by example. And uh, I don't get pushed around by nobody. There was quite a bit of talking, even during the game, Mike. Uh, Jair had uh, more than a few things to say last night. Is the personality of this team changing under Matt LaFleur? I think so. I I think it's become a little less disciplined. 
Uh, I think that, you know, Zedarius, I was talking about this today, that Zedarius was the guy that brought everybody out. He brought Preston Smith to the forefront in the Smith Brothers press conferences. He was the guy that when they made big plays, they ran to the end zone and they were all doing things together in the train and everything. He was the guy that brought together. Who's the leader in this defense right now? Yeah. There's no identity here. No, and to me, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I said, man, if there's anybody on this defense that maybe is a shot of the Pro Bowl, it's Rashawn Gary, who, you know, made it back on the field last night after dealing with the concussion protocol all week. But by the way, didn't Zadarius Smith have, have like two or three sacks already yesterday? So He's got seven and a half on the season. Yeah, seven and a half on the season and like 20, 20 or 30 pressures. It's like crazy numbers. That's crazy. And coming back from that, you know, herniated disc surgery, you know, bulging disc surgery that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Jair Alexander, who actually only covered Diggs uh, a handful of times in the game, uh, the reporters went to his locker after the game to ask about what was the deal with, between you and Stefan Diggs before the game in the tunnel. Jair, it looked like it started, whatever it was, you know, right out of the, the tunnel with you and Stephon Diggs. What what happened in the tunnel before the game when you guys yelling at each other going on the field? Ah, man, I was just keeping it real with him. Told him he couldn't mess with me and him, little boy. So that's that's all that was. Just being honest, you feel me? That's all I can do. He said he didn't know who started it, but he said he finished it. Hmm. I don't know what he mean by that. I need more clarification. Do you know who started it? No. Nah. I don't either. I finished it. How do you feel about your matchups with him dating back to your days with Minnesota? How would you characterize that? I mean, I always thought he was a decent receiver. But, you know, I don't really got much else to say about him. Um. Ultimately, it, you know, the Packers got beat, so it is what it is. I And I understand that, but... You know, Mike, you go back to your question, you know, what do you think of this team? What are they kind of get, you know, morphing into? Look at Quay Walker. Quay Walker, the rookie, gets frustrated and shoves a practice squad tight end. Everybody thought it was a coach, and it wasn't. It was a practice squad tight end. And the guys kind of try to stop him from rolling out of bounds, I guess, or help him up or push him forward to help him back onto the field. And Quay Walker turns around and gets himself ejected from the game. I mean, discipline things like this and penalties like this, I, you know, I got to think that there's some coaching or lack thereof involved. I was surprised to see the move uh, by Quay. I think that that was that's kind of a trickle down from this defense. Apparently, in the last couple of weeks, I mean, ever you know, all the fans, everything they see on the outside is that you know, you guys are playing flat. You know, plays with more emotion, and so they've tried to do that. And Jair is the one that stepped up two or three weeks ago and said, "We got to get out of this zone. You got to let me." get on guys and cover them. So he kind of had a public battle with his defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, to sort of change you know, the way that they were approaching these games. Uh, and Quay Walker has, has been playing, under, even though he's a first-round pick, he's been playing under the radar, hasn't talked to the media a lot. He's trying to learn as he can, thrown in there you know, as a starter, uh, and has done a lot of good things. A lot of teams to try and run on him, he has to keep on biting. They'll send a tight end out over the middle, and then Quay's got to go follow him, and that'll just open up his side where they can they can run at him. So Quay Walker, you know, was asked, "All right, you know, you're running over there to the side. Um, what happened uh, with that play?" 
So I was making the tackle on the sideline on my former teammate, and uh, I just felt as I was getting up, I wasn't on him or anything like that. I just felt as I was getting up, I felt somebody pushed me from behind, and I probably misinterpreted on what it was. But I just felt the push, and I'm on this sideline, uh, feelings just flowing. You know, I'm very hyped and everything like that, and I just reacted out of emotion. Uh, but right away, as soon as I did that, uh, I regretted that I did that, but um, it's something I'm going to have to live with and I'm going to have to face. Uh, I'm willing to do so. But uh, I apologize to the guy that I did push, uh, although I did feel like I was pushed. But that may not have been the case. But at the same time, I'm sorry for what I did. And uh, I just got to face it. And it is what it is from that case. You know, another uh, um, area, I guess, of uh, of discipline and or concern, Eric Stokes last night very quietly flew under the radar. But he got pulled from the game, and it looked like Basachi got in his ass, Mike. Yeah, uh, first of all, it, there was a, you know, we wanted to talk to um, uh, Matt LaFleur about the, the inside linebacker situation. Um, when Quay Walker goes after James Cook in the sidelines, ends up pushing that to practice squad tight end, guy that had been drafted by the Vikings originally. And so I had just asked LaFleur this a few weeks ago because overall LaFleur's teams have done very well at keeping the penalties in check. Uh, but now you're up to eight penalties a game, like last night, and over, you know, 50 yards, uh, you know, going in the wrong direction, and then you lose Devondre Campbell with a knee injury, and you got Isaiah McDuffie, a, uh, a special teams guy, and then Eric Wilson, who they just picked up a couple weeks ago to help on the special teams. Those are your two inside linebackers against the number one team in the NFL for the second half of the game. So Lafleur was asked about, you know, and I when I, I asked Lafleur about penalties. He told me, like, every Tuesday or Wednesday, the league gets out, sends out a video of things you're going to emphasize. They have examples. I mean, this is – talking penalties is a, is a chapter every week that Matt LaFleur's uh, coaches talk with their players. And LaFleur was asked about, you know, what changed in their, their, the game and the defense when Quay Walker gets ejected just a couple of minutes before the halftime. Yeah, I, I just think it's, it's – you know, I – I don't know exactly what happened. I could not see it. But like I told him on the field, I said it's always the second guy. And you got to keep your poise. And that's something we, we talk about, we stress all the time. And we show clips of guys around the league losing their mind. And, uh, you know, it's it's an unfortunate lesson that, he, that he's got to learn. And... I hope it's a good reminder for everybody on our football team because that's the kind of stuff uh, that I have zero tolerance for. I can mistakes are going to happen in this game, um, but losing your cool, losing your poise, putting the team in, in jeopardy, um, you got no tolerance for that. So again, uh, Stokes, that was an interesting issue because I didn't really see it. As if something had specifically happened regarding Stokes and you know him losing his head or completely losing his assignment or something, right? It happened on the play in the first half. Remember, Stephon Diggs catches one over the middle, and mm-hmm. you know, they were moving the ball, and Quay Walker wraps up around him and punches the ball out. And just as luck would have it, though, the ball ends up – it's a fumble, but the ball goes right back into Stephon Diggs' lap. Now, 21. 20- Eric Stokes is there on the side. He jumps into the pile, though, trying to pull the ball out. And then, you know, it was there's refs standing around a review. 
And I don't know what happened after that, but I know that the next play, Kashawn Nixon is out there, and he moves into the slot. Rasul Douglas moves out to the corner, and the Bills end up gashing them for a touchdown pass. And Eric Stokes is on the sideline being yelled at by Rich Passaccia. Now people are saying, well, he's a special teams coordinator. What's he doing talking to the defensive backs? And my only answer to it is I think that Jerry Gray, the defensive backs coach, is one of the guys up top talking into the headset of Joe Barry. So I think Passaccia, you know, one of the rules that he has is to talk to those secondary guys, and he's got background in that as well. So you tell me, though. I, I'm not buying this. LaFleur was asked about, why did you pull Eric Stokes uh, out of the game? Well, why did you guys take Stokes out? Uh, just yeah, change it up, and, you know, um, that's why. No. <laughs> no. I, yeah, that was – he swallowed hard there like, ah, I can't really yeah. say anything about what I'm about to say, so I might as well yeah. just eat it. You know, hey, Mike, real quick, uh, before we go to break here, when Matt LaFleur did the halftime uh, little interview and, and came out of the tunnel, I don't know if you saw it or not, did it look like he was either going to cry or was crying? No, like you know what, when he's, when he's in the battle like that, he's very intense. As low-key as he is all during the week, uh, on the field he's getting, and he's getting more intense uh, as they go from, you know, 0-3, 0-4. Yeah, he's you know that might have been something that he he laid on the line for those guys, uh, and the halftime speech that he gave to him to try and kick butts and come out and 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 you know play with some pride in the second half. Yeah, I, I just it looked like he was like ready to be emotional, and I just kind of threw it out there, and people said I thought he was about ready to cry too, or had just gotten done. Not to say it was wrong. I'm just simply saying, I mean, like, was there like this emotional moment? You can feel things, your season slipping away, and this is it. And you're, you know, maybe one emotional plea. Guys, if we don't pull this together, we're done. You know, you get you know, that type of thing. So, okay, to let's me, do this. We're gonna, to, me, that, yeah, go ahead. to me, that's growth in Matt LaFleur as a head coach. I think he needs more of that. Let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. We got Mike Clemens along for the ride. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water. Hell of a Halloween party out there over the weekend at Smoke on the Water as well. They got a lot of good stuff coming up, a lot of bands coming up, a lot of musical weekends. Make sure you keep paying attention to them over on Facebook. Smoke on the Water out there in Okachi Lake. Stay tuned. We got more after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. plays eight runs on this drive for Green Bay. Here's a ninth run. It's Jones again with a nice opening. Inside the 20 into the 17-yard line. I mean, I appreciate the fight, but I mean, loss is a loss. Um, Got to get it corrected. It's not something that uh, I'm not going to take victories on these losses. It's a L in the L column. We got to get it fixed. It's an L, no doubt about it. Unfortunately, 877-867-1670. Hey, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Great Lakes Dragaway. Go to greatlakesdragaway.com. And uh, that, the season pretty much done. It's done. But if you're looking for something for next year, you still have the uh, 2023 season passes going on. I know they had a racing going on this weekend, and things are beginning to close down. But... Uh, Great Lakes Dragway, great place for not only the car people in your life, but just for some fun, something different. 
Something different. Check it out. That's GreatLakesDragaway.com. GreatLakesDragaway.com down in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline. And uh, so, Mike, Bakhtiari, it's still an L. You can put whatever, you know, kind of lipstick on the pig you want. But, you know, the bottom line was that they just didn't get the job done, specifically in the first half. But maybe moral victory-wise, the offensive line kind of came together and they started to be able to run the ball a little bit better, specifically in the second half. Yeah, but it's been... uh been a crazy uh, stretch for Luke Butkus, the offensive line coach, um, where you've got this drama where, like, you know, it's 90 minutes before the game last week, and Bakhtiari can't go, apparently because of the knee. And then, um, you know, this week you're wondering if that's going to happen again. And Zach Tom, they threw in the left tackle, did a, you know, a fair job on pass protection. Um, I know he got beat by Montez Sweat a couple times on run plays because, you know, sweat is just so big and so physical. And then yesterday's last night's surprise is it's Elton Jenkins, who can't go now. And I know that he'd been limited, but I guess he's been dealing with some kind of a foot injury, and it was not his knee, it was his foot. But why they can't make up these decisions on Saturday, but again, you know, Rodgers was talking about after the game, it was a shock. (laughs) Now we're putting Zach Tom at a left guard. And this is so disruptive to these guys' mental beings when they go through practice Wednesday through Friday. They they have the walkthrough on Saturday. They have a team meeting on Saturday night. And then, you know, just as you're getting taped up, you find out some guy's changing on your offensive line against the number one team in the NFL in prime time. But, hey, they kept on chipping away. And you get Aaron Jones. You know, he had that nice 32-yard run. A.J. Dillon got his leg all twisted up by, by Matt Milano. That was kind of a dirty, a dirty hit. I mean, it, he was grabbing him like a like a horse collar. That probably should have been yeah. a, a flag. Uh, it, you know, we'll see if AJ Dillon's what his left leg is like uh, today. But 208 yards rushing. They averaged 6.7 yards per carry. And the big thing, of course, is they you know time of possession. They kept the ball out of Josh Allen's and that offense's hands. So you know you're trying to look for progress. You, you lose, but is your team getting better? And so, you know, we asked David Bakhtari about that. Early feeling is a little bit uh, optimistic, but, of course, you know, we can work on it. I mean, I think the numbers spoke for itself. Um, situational ball, you know, factor into uh, where we were. But um, when the game was uh, back and forth, uh, we were competitive. We were able to get Jonesy uh, in the game early. And uh, I know he, he came out ready to play, so that was, that was awesome. And same with AJ. And something in the... I guess uh, as an offensive line, we can build off of. Uh, but I mean, we we gotta. Doesn't matter what phase it is, everyone needs to step it up, O line included, to get the job done. We gotta get wins. The uh, I think anyway that the Buffalo Bills had to be a little bit surprised as the number one rush defense in the league. The Packers were able to at least get the job done there, right? Yeah, I thought it was interesting that Von Miller said this in his press conference. I mean, here's one of the best prepped linebackers he's been a huge spark for the bills defense he's taken that bills defense up one step further and here's a guy who got his ring with the broncos when peyton manning came into denver as a quarterback got his ring last year with matthew stafford and the rams then leaves you know that situation to go to the bills because you know figured josh allen's one game away and the bills you know put together a nice uh, package for him Uh, you know what you didn't hear von miller's name called much during the game, and I think Yash Nyman did an excellent job at right tackle taking him out. But after the game, 33-year-old Von Miller, you know, defensive leader now of the Bills, 
say we were surprised that uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't throwing the ball all over the place. You know, I was I was shocked that they ran the ball so much. You know, they had uh, Aaron Rodgers, and you know, by, by previous bouts, you know, I was just expecting him to you know have a little bit more control. So I, I was kind of anticipating him, you know, passing the ball a little bit more, and they just kept running and running and running. And I think. You know, for me personally, it just it just caught me off guard, and I had like some lanes open where they can run the ball and stuff. Because, you know, I was just playing the, the pass. I'm looking at the scoreboard, and I'm I'm seeing that we're up by 17 points, and you know, it's two minutes left in the third quarter, and I'm you know thinking that you know they got to start passing the ball soon, but nope. They and that was just it. The Packers were down. They were down what 17, I think, and the only real plan they had that was succeeding was the run game i i know it was crazy but i mean even collinsworth said they're not prepared for a two-minute drill this team just doesn't have it so they got to do the ground and pound which is what we've been saying all year long the only way you're going to be successful is if you're up by a couple of scores and able to run the ball versus down by a couple of scores and running the ball you know and the biggest thing i also i thought i saw this happen a couple of times in washington as well but last night in particular man if rogers was back just five steps seven steps how the pass protection was breaking down right up the middle, oh my God! And I, yeah. I, you know, I don't know exactly if it's over Josh Myers or you know one of the guards was letting it up. There's a if they're double teaming Runyon, but I couldn't believe the pressure that Rodgers was getting right up the middle, and that's got to be solved by Stenovich and Lafleur and these guys. But I don't know if they got to keep you know AJ Dillon in the backfield to chip guys and or you know Deguara somebody. But in the meantime, you talk to Sean McDermott, you know, defensive-minded head coach of the Bills. He's been there now six years. And he said, he was asked, are you surprised that your visiting opponent is down by 17 and running the football? Um, I mean, I don't, that's, not, that's not a reason. The run game, that they had the run game cooking before that. So, uh, and then when they did, down 17, um, a little bit, but with Aaron Rodgers, too, he just he has an uncanny way to bring his team back in a, in a hurry. So they probably feel comfortable in that situation doing that, knowing who they have at quarterback and, and how well he operates and how quickly he can score. I, I was I was maybe a little bit surprised, but not it, it wasn't out of the question that they would run the ball in those situations. The other thing, Mike, uh, and I found it interesting listening to uh, Aaron Rodgers after the game. He said it finally felt like we're the Packers again. Yeah. This yeah. week that was interesting. Well, and and starting with the week of preparation, we also learned that Lafleur Saturday in the production meeting with the networks said to them, "I did have a meeting this week where I brought in the team captains. I brought in Rogers. I brought in Rashawn. I brought in the team captains uh, for a meeting to say, what are we going to do different this week? What you know? What, what do you guys suggest?" And I think that meeting happened late Wednesday, which is why we waited 45 minutes for Rogers to come out. But Rodgers was asked last night at the podium what he thought, how he thought this team uh, got ready for the Bills. I thought we had a great week of practice. The energy in the pregame in the locker room was different. It felt like Packers again. I felt like for whatever reason we didn't have the confidence for a few weeks. We weren't playing with a lot of energy. We weren't amped up before the game. So I liked the way that we felt before the game. Maybe it was Sunday football. Maybe it was being counted out. Maybe it was uh, this environment. But I like uh, that's encouraging. But the play in the first half wasn't very encouraging. Now, with the state of what this football team is in right now, Aaron, um, with the lack of continuity in the passing game, do you feel that it's any added pressure for you with this team on uh, on your shoulders right now? Yeah. 
how to answer that, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't feel any added pressure. I like more on me. Uh, I enjoy the pressure, enjoy the opportunities to throw the ball down the field, and hopefully we can uh, get some opportunities next week when these guys healthy, though. Well, this is a team, though, like I said, I mean, they, they got to get off to a fast start and they got to play with a lead. I think that's the only way they get comfortable and actually play aggressive. Um, but you, I don't think they're equipped right now to be able to be down by a couple of scores and all of a sudden come back in a furious way. No, and, you know, your offensive line, which has been so good the last three years, it's lost some veterans and Billy Turner, you know, and Lucas Patrick and, Others and Corey Lindsley from a couple of years ago. Uh, and then, you know, your wide receiver group. Aaron Rodgers lined up last night against this team that clearly is the leader in the AFC headed to the Super Bowl with three rookies at wide receiver, with a, a banged-up, you know, Sammy Watkins, with a second-year guy that they don't trust in Amari Rodgers. And then Christian, you know, Watson, they, they said they had five or six packages for him. And they were throwing to him early. They, he was going to stretch the field for them and uh, un, unleash that speed. And here he goes, helmet to helmet, and he leaves with a concussion. I mean, Christian Washington can't stand on the, stay on the field, and so you're down a man there. And, and you know, you're going up against this, this Josh Allen scoring machine. You're down by 14 early. And LaFleur, you know, asked about how do you call a game after that? We're in a hole. I want to say what they score five consecutive drives after the, the we held them to a three and out, and the next five possessions are getting points. Whereas, you know, we had opportunities, you know, where we didn't always cash in. And certainly, you know, having Bobby's touchdown come off the board, uh, it was a bad fourth down call by me. You know, they played cover zero. I think there's also just the discipline aspect. I mean, we were getting killed with penalties. And it's it's taking points off the board. It's extending drives. We got to be, um, you know, when it gets chippy, you got to keep your poise. We can't be losing players to a, you know, a personal foul, getting in a shoving match on the sideline. So that was disappointing. Uh, let's do this. We're going to break away. Uh, come back with more of Mike Clemens when we return this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends over there at Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. If you're looking to keep them out or if you got them, you don't want them, that's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. That's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com for anything from townhomes, individual homes, if you got uh, your house has got something in it. Uh, how about, uh, you know, when you're looking, if you're an apartment owner, um, multiple unit apartment buildings, or maybe uh, you've got a, a dorm room, a condo, hotels, motels, resorts, medical facilities, whatever it happens to be, daycare, get a hold of our friends at MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com, MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com, or just call Michael direct, 414-877-5811, 414-877-5811. Again, 414-877-5811. Final segment, Bill Michael Show, coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Russell Douglas pitches it back to Jair Alexander. Alexander, Singletary knocks tackle him. Just trying to make a big play. Instead, Allen makes the first turnover of the game. Um, those happen. We'll learn from it. You know, coming off a bye at the end of the day, we're 6-1. and one. Uh, I know we got a, a team that's playing really well next week in New York. So uh, learn from this one, put it behind us, and, and look forward towards next week. 
Welcome back to the program. Mike Clemens brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, and awesome. And uh, the Bay Family Restaurant. They're cooking it up home style all the time. Stop into the Bay Family uh, Restaurant. Say hello on uh, our behalf, as well as just stopping in and uh, going to the Bay Motel Green Bay. Go to baymotelgreenbay.com or call them for reservations, 920-494-3441, only a mile from Lambeau Field. Perfect for a family stay again. Call them for reservations, 920-494-3441. That's the Bay Motel Green Bay.com. Mike Clemens along, and at least last night, Mike, you know, there, there was a little bit of success, maybe some things to hope for. Uh, it's a shame that Robert Tanya got called for the uh, for the push off. Otherwise, that would have made the game a little bit closer. Who knows what the outcome could possibly have been at that point? You know, there was a lot of things that just turned the game around. Yeah, and that was Josh Allen there coming out of the break. He only had a quarterback rating of seventy five, two touchdowns with the two picks. Rogers' quarterback rating was ninety one. But yeah, you, you know, Tanya, you scheme to get him open. He's wide open, but they call him for pushing off on the defender when they, you know, these guys were grabbing all night long. You need a field goal, and that gets blocked. Roger says, you know, he's processing that it's still a good team. We just got to stop correct. We got to correct these mistakes. We're hurting ourselves. You know, we had a touchdown to Bobby called back on on a penalty. We had uh, other opportunities to get points. Uh, fourth down, yeah, Joe there for a big gainer down the left side. Couldn't get the ball off. You know, whether or not we got held on the outside, I'm not sure, but just execution. Also, uh, last night, uh, we saw a little bit of a different team. Even though they lost, there were some encouraging signs versus what we had seen previously against Washington, against the Jets and such, Mike. Yeah, we were getting to think that the Packers were the slump busters of the league. But last night, they didn't get blown out by 20 or 30. They kept it within 10, and Preston Smith says, you know, that gives them hope for the next week. Uh, man, we, just, we, we, we lost to the number one team in the NFL. Um, it was a close game. Uh, it's a lot of good things we put on tape, and it's a lot of good things uh, we can learn from. And we fixed our mistakes and made sure that we came out and played more uh, better in the second half. And we was conscious of you know our rush lanes and not make let him get out the pocket and using his legs to make plays and you know force him to stand in the pocket and throw and trying to get him an uncomfortable pocket. It's it's a lot of things we can you know we put on tape that we got to learn from and fix to make sure we don't make those mistakes going forward. Mike, uh, you know now what? You know you move forward. You try to you know kind of. You know, you got to get a win over Detroit. I mean, that goes without saying, right? Here's a Lions team where last week they lost the game when, you know, former Packers running back Jamal Williams fumbles at the goal line. Yesterday, they were up 14 to nothing, 21 to 7 over the Dolphins, and Tua throws a touchdown with 11 seconds left, and the Lions lose it home to the Dolphins, like 31 27. They are 1 and 6. It's not for lack of trying, but they have the worst luck. And now they got the Packers coming into Ford Field next week. Great stuff, buddy. I appreciate it. We'll talk again soon, okay? Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Mike. There you go. That's our buddy Mike Clements wrapping it up. Final hour of the program. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. You've got Bucks basketball tonight. Bucks taking the undefeated record on the hardwood tonight. Also, you got Monday Night Football. You got Game Three of the World Series. You got a lot of sports to watch tonight. We're going to be doing it. We'll talk about it coming up here again tomorrow on the program. Until then, time for us to go. Have a going. See you. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.